Hi guys, thanks for tuning this episode of the Gigan Times. On this episode, we have a sensational guest. We have the amazing Sophie Oster. Sophie is an American singer, songwriter, and actress. Sophie's just released her incredible new single, Hey Girlfriend. Sophie's going to be releasing a new EP, Dancing with Strangers, that will be released on May the 6th. Uh, the New York Times has called Sophie sultry and folksy, with soul and teeth bearing lyrics. That's strong comparisons to Fiona Apple and Gillian Welsh. Elle magazine has dubbed her Austin on Fire, and Sophie has won the John Lennon Songwriting Contest Grand Prize for the Cosmopolitan Magazine Singer of the Year Award in Spain back in October 2017. Welcome, Sophie, and thanks for coming on my podcast. Thank you for having me. How's it all been going over there? It's been fine, you know. It's uh, I think everyone is kind of getting their sea legs back after lockdown and COVID, it hasn't been an easy time for anyone. And I, I think also for artists, it's been an, an adjustment period, but I'm, I'm happy that there is some kind of normalcy returning. Yeah, for sure. And how has the pandemic, I guess, affected you personally and professionally as well? Well, lots of changes. Um, I think that one of the biggest things was I came off of quite a, um, active tour schedule in 2019 um and then you know everything just kind of shut down so i moved my performances onto uh social media and to zooms and i was doing all kinds of like streaming things um so i am very happy that um i will actually resume touring in in may again incredible all right, let's just jump straight into it. Um, all right, take us back. Tell me about your family, your life, and um, growing up, what that was like. Well, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I have parents who are writers, so I think uh, different kinds of, of uh, artistic output, but I think for, um, for me, it was kind of living in a very creative um, home and uh, people who made these you know artistic choices work for them and so I think there was a lot of possibility and the feeling of possibilities when I was younger so um, when I chose you know to become a singer which is in hindsight like a very ambitious and risky thing to do it didn't feel as scary because I had seen it work out for for my parents in a in a different field sure um and tell me about, um, you were 16, I believe, and you recorded your first um, song. Is that right? Um, tell me about that. That's amazing. It's such a young age. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, through a kind of funny chain of circumstances, I ended up meeting a duo uh, from Brooklyn called One Ring Zero. And we collaborated on some music and I wrote some lyrics and we decided that I would record some songs and then these songs turned into an album and I recorded on like school holidays and weekends and I really had no idea that there would be any kind of public consumption from this. I, I thought I would give it to my grandma in her like stocking stuffer <laughs> um, and you know, as these kind of stories go, um, a friend of the family's came over. My dad is a very proud dad. He played the songs for this person. 
this person knew someone who knew someone else at a record label in France of all places. And two years later, the album was released. So this little pet project that I had done as a, you know, young teenager ended up coming out in Europe and, and I kind of really got my first taste of performing live and doing things like this and interviews and, um, and it was very exciting. So I kind of just, I think it kind of cemented the fact that I really wanted to do this. I liked the recording process. I loved performing live and, um, and I just kind of went with it through all the ups and downs where it's taken me. I just kind of stuck with it. <laughs> That's extraordinary. Tell me about the new single Hey Girlfriend. I've listened to it. I love it. I think it's um, really well put together, especially the um, lyrics to it. Yeah, tell me about it. So the, uh, the story behind Hey Girlfriend is um, about a friendship of mine, a very close friend that I grew up with. And we, as we got older, we kind of drifted apart. Um, there wasn't really any kind of dramatic ending. It was just that I, I realized that she kind of wanted to do what I had been doing for all these years, which was, you know, performing and making music and doing all this stuff. And I think that in order for her to feel separate, she literally had to separate herself from me. Um, so it's a song about um, female friendship, um, this kind of unique bond that women have together and women who grow up together and eventually have to go on their own paths and it really came from the heart and I, I feel like it was um, it's a subject that people are very familiar with but there aren't a lot of songs about it and so I thought well this is a kind of cathartic way to get these feelings out and I'm sure that there'll be other people out there men and women who can relate to this kind of friendship breakup song. Yeah definitely it definitely shows to the lyrics and the vibe of the song so yeah definitely agree. Um, all right, tell me about, you know, winning the um, John Lennon Award um, for Cosmopolitan. That's, that's just, well wow, on another level, amazing. Tell me about <laughs> that experience and how that felt. Uh, that's very sweet. Um, it, was, it was at a moment where I was submitting myself to a lot of different things. Um, and, you know, there's different things like friends will tell you about grants, they'll tell you about competitions, different things. And I was like, ah. I'll just let me just see what happens. And so, you know, you submit, submit these things for, oh, I don't know, maybe one day <laughs> and you forget about it. And then I got a, um, an email and it said, you know, your song won. And I was like, I won something? Oh <laughs> so it's like from, you know, not, um, you know, maybe not a person who wins a lot of things. I was like, this is crazy. And I'm so, um, happy that this song got picked because actually it was a song where I definitely had a kind of Beatles, uh, in, you know, inspiration in mind. So it was very flattering and, you know, it, it's definitely a nice feather in my, in my cap. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's great to have for your future as well. Right? It's something that's going to be your legacy. Um, <laughs> tell me about um, your parents. They're obviously extremely successful too. Um, I know you touched on earlier that obviously they had a big influence, I guess, on your creative side. What was that like having obviously extremely successful parents like that? Well, I think as a child, you just don't understand it, you know, because they're just your parents. And so, you know, 
my friend at school's dad would, you know, was a lawyer and my parents were writers and that's just how it was. So it didn't really, um, I didn't really kind of grasp the concept of how unusual it was to be really successful at this. Um, but I did until second grade, I thought everyone's parents worked at home. <laughs> so I, I thought, oh, you mean, you don't all stay in the same house and your parents don't work, you know, from home. And, you know, my friends would say, no, my dad goes to the office, you know, at nine and he comes back at five. Um, so of course there was adjusting to the fact that, yes, I kind of grew up in a more unusual way. Um, but the core of our family was very normal and close. Um, but yes, of course, like, you know, thinking back on some of the very eclectic, you know, people that I got to meet when I was growing up is very unusual. And of course, especially as a child, you don't really know who's, who's well known or who's not well known. And then obviously later you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I met that person at seven. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, there was some, you know, interesting people who like came through the front door and um, yeah, just exciting kind of, you know, more glamorous, exciting things that I got to witness and be a part of as, as a kid. And I think it's, it's only in hindsight that you kind of understand how unusual that is. Yeah, thank you. That's great insights. And that's really impressive <laughs> too, you know, at a young age meeting these people. Um, what inspires Sophie Baby? Um, what inspires me? Yeah. Um, well, I would say definitely my, you know, own life experiences. And then um, I feel, you know, pretty influenced by um, poetry and books and films that I've, I've seen. Um, and yeah, I do a little like writing exercises sometimes where I'll, I'll read some poetry before I start writing lyrics so I can get out of my own um, either habits or kind of conventions. Um, but really, every, you know, inspiration is everywhere you look. You just have to be kind of like, your light has to be turned on. Um, and, you know, if you're kind of, I always say you have to be very relaxed to be inspired. And so you have to make sure that you are doing taking steps to kind of um, be kind of at peace because otherwise you're too anxious and you will not be able to let inspiration come to you. Yeah, definitely. What's, um, what's the best advice you've received? Hmm. Um, well, I always go back to advice my grandmother gave me, which is uh, don't do anything you don't really do, want to do. And um, of course, this is, this is less literal and more for like the very, very important moments in your life. Meaning, you know, if something feels uncomfortable and not right, I could make an example with like a record label saying, you know, put on a bikini and become a country pop artist <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, if that really doesn't feel right at its core, then you really should not do it because it will come out and somehow it'll feel inauthentic. You won't be happy about it. And um, you have to make these choices that will make you feel good at night and be able to, you know, sleep soundly, basically. Yeah, that's really great advice. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. You did some touring, I believe, back in two thousand and nineteen, um, the US and Europe. Tell me about that experience and what that was like. Um, yeah, that was that was really uh, a, a really fun year of of touring. I was on the road with um, Brian Ferry of Roxy Music. 
Um, I have only the kindest things to say about his um, crew and his musicians. He's a complete gentleman. And, um, and then I was on my own tour. Um, I think, yeah, I was on the West Coast. I was on the East Coast. I was in Europe. So I did a lot of, a lot of touring that year. Um, so it was sad for me that, of course, the world shut down and I, you know, selfishly couldn't, couldn't do what I wanted to do. Yeah, okay, for sure. Um, tell me about the future projects and the EP and everything that's coming. Tell me about that. Um, so the EP was produced by uh, a uh, LA-based produce, uh, LA producer named Nick Block. And we actually worked initially over zooms and facetimes and he actually skyped into the studio when we first started recording um which worked pretty amazingly well um i was shocked because it actually felt like he was present in the room um and then once things lifted a little bit and travel restrictions weren't um you know uh, as enforced we uh i went to la and i finished uh recording the rest of the songs with him and I think, you know, it's a small collection of songs that um, is kind of stems from the kind of lockdown world, actually. It's, it's really a lot about the desire to um, be out there again in the world. Um, and, and then, you know, for example, with Hey Girlfriend, it's also reminiscing about things that were, you know, important to you, but maybe aren't presently there. Um, so yeah, I had, a, I had a great time recording it. It was, um, I hope to record more with him and just kind of keep putting things out there. This tremendous, tremendous. I'm looking forward to hearing it, especially when the EP comes out. So yeah, can't wait. Who were your musical inspirations growing up? So obviously you've got a great, um, you know, great collection of music and all that, but what actually inspired you to create the specific music of them at the moment as well? Well, I... I when I was kind of first discovering music, there was a lot of usual suspects. I mean, I love the Beatles, for example, but I also um, was very into um, like blues and jazz singers. So I love Bessie Smith, Anita Simone, um, Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, um, and Peggy Lee was another one I really liked, um, Lena Horne. So these kinds of like, almost blues and torch singers. Um, I learned everything from like Gershwin songbook. Um, I started singing classical when I was younger. So a lot of like, you know, kind of like classic American songbook stuff is what I really gravitated towards when I first started discovering music. And then it, you know, it branched out from there. I mean, I have a very like wide ranging taste. Um, but I think those were like the real singer songwriters were really my earliest influences. Um, Carol King is another one. Um, they just, there was something that I, Roberta Flack, another one, just these were like singers and songwriters that I really connected to. I think I was, you know, very sensitive kid. So <laughs> I like this stuff. That's really insightful. Um, and I guess, what is the songwriting process for you like? Um, what do you believe makes a good song? Um, actually, someone said this a long time ago to me, and I think it actually holds up very true till this day. Um, I think a really great song is is a song that you can strip away 
and play acoustically. So if you can take your song and strip it down to a piano and vocal or strip it down to a guitar and vocal, and it still packs the punch as with the production, I think you have yourself a very good song. Um, so I always try to write with that in mind. Now, I, am I always successful at it? I'm not totally sure, but um, I really actually, I try because um, oftentimes you are asked to play these kind of intimate shows as well. And so it's nice to be adaptable so that they can really still have the same kind of impact and meaning no matter how it's arranged. Yeah, that's great. What, um, what would you say to the younger generation? Obviously your inspiration um, with everything that you've achieved today, what would you say to them, to the young musicians that look up to you that are coming through? What advice would you say to them? Um, I think there's a lot of homogeny out there. I think that there is um, a lot of pressure on social media. Um, I think a lot of people are doing um, imitation and copying. And I think that it is important to embrace what makes you you and what's unique about, there's only, you know, everyone's a snowflake. There's only one of all of us. So I think that what I wanna see personally is, you know, your original content. Why, what separates you from the rest of the musicians and just to not be afraid to be different because I think your differences will make you better. Awesome. <laughs> what, um, what, what do you like to do in your downtime? So obviously you're very busy with everything you do. What do you like to do when you've got some time just to relax and chill, I guess? I like to watch movies. I like to read. Um, I moved during COVID and I have a garden now. So I'm very, very into my plants. <laughs> so nice. whenever I can get a moment, I like to go and like dig in my garden and plant things. And I'm always like, scattering seeds now um is terrible for my fingernails but i'm very much enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um and if you were 18 and you could change anything in your past mm. what would you change oh my god that's a good um well yes if i was 18 and i could go back and change something in my past i would just say that i would like to not be as easily persuaded by authority or whatever I deemed authority to be. Um, I think that, you know, as you get older, you learn to trust your instincts more. And I think that there was a couple situations that weren't serving me and I stayed in them too long. And I wish that I had gotten out quicker. Yeah, that's so true. Your instincts and the vibes really direct you in the right um, position, I guess, in life. Um, and I can definitely relate to that. And I believe everyone listening can relate to that. Yeah. Um, Sophie, thanks for coming on the podcast. I do appreciate it. Um, it's amazing your trajectory of your musical career. And I can't wait, as I said, to listen to your new EP coming out. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you.